You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media West of Scotland football show. I'm Scott McPike. It's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. I'm delighted to welcome this week's special guest. It's a pleasure to welcome on to the show the manager of St Peter's, John DL. John, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Scott. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Thanks very much for, for having us on. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Again, obviously, like we, we can do this every week. We, we introduce the guests and we talk about, obviously... We came on after victories. Yeah, usually in the middle of a good run, four wins in a row. It's been a it's been a pretty good kind of month so far through the kind of end of January onwards. It's been in a really good run. Yeah, we we had a, a bit of a I'm saying a blip. Um, we we took a sore one against Thrive, um, which to be honest, uh, Thrive Thrive are an excellent side. So, um, but in fairness to the boys, they we had a kind of bit of a kind of heart to heart after that one, um, and the boys have bounced back really really well. So. On a good good run of form, um, getting some good results. Um, we obviously want to kind of tidy up some of the performances, but um, but yeah, uh, results wise, quite happy with the way the boys are bounced back. And hopefully, keep that going between now and the end of the season. See what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you look with obviously last season, you were one of the first teams to go into the fourth division. What was the kind of step the the ambition to make that step out for the club and how how they kind of following up in that. Yeah, so I think um, last year, obviously, um, year one uh, in the west of Scotland, it kind of happened quite quickly. Um, so um, there, are, I don't know what kind of conversations had happened in the background, but we kind of get word um, that we were keen to put a west of Scotland side together. Uh, on the back of that, obviously, we had the at that point it was the under 17s of 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, so as part of that move forward, um, we entered the the team into the west of Scotland, and we also entered a, a team into the the Lowlands Development League. Um, so I think, as I said, it was it was easier for me at that point because I was then stepping up to the twenties, where I kind of fairly established side. Um, but when Taggy kind of took on the reins of the the first um, team, it was a big ass trying to throw basically a brand new group of players together. Um, so they started with absolutely nothing. Um, so trying to pull a squad of players together at that point. Um, and basically see see what the first division, uh, sorry, see what the first season in that um, new fourth division would yeah. bring. Um, it was obviously, I think it was eight teams in it. Um, so there was a lot of unknowns. Um, and I think I've seen that as the, the season went on. There was a lot of kind of ups and downs in terms of results, everybody taking points off each other. Um, I think Finnart, obviously, and Kosai for the kind of two that were kind of showing a bit of consistency all the way through it, in fairness to them. Um, so, so that was it. So no, from a club point of view, it was it was too good an opportunity when the opportunity arisen to kind of try and put the, the team into the west of Scotland. Um, from us in terms of our former youth academy, that's what that's what we focused on, just having the, the young age groups coming through. They got to that um kind of 17, 18, and there was nowhere really for the, the boys to go after that. So um so the minute the twenties development team opened up and the first team opened up, it kind of extended that pathway. Um and it also meant that you were kind of if you had any ambitions, you were going to try and uh, sustain yourself at that level and try and push the club on to see to see what we can. As I say, a lot of teams don't have the, the, the financial backing of some of the kind of big hitters. Um, so we rely heavily on, on youth. Um, and in theory, that model of, kind of trying to develop your own players um, and, and feed them through the pathway. Um, I think that was the kind of club's ambition. And I say year one was probably a bit of a write-off, um, but um, we're obviously um, trying to kind of build on that now. As I say, Taggy had a, a hard job to, to do in terms of pulling a squad of players together. Um, and, and obviously it was a, a difficult a difficult job. I think they finished fourth of eight. Um, so realistically, um, they, they, they done okay for, for year one. But yeah, look to try and build on that now going forward. Yeah, and you see obviously teams coming in this season, like so mm-hmm. West Park, Thrive, Thorn, there's a lot of good te- teams in that league. How can I, how how Ireland have been seeing the kind of quality of this division? Obviously, Coside getting promoted, which we'll touch on later on, but yeah. there are a lot <laughs> of good sides in the league. So I think that's, that's probably... Um, 
he touched on uh, two two very good examples there in terms of uh, West Park and Thorn. Uh, they've come through with obviously kind of pre-established uh, good amateur sites, yeah. and they've, they've obviously added a bit of quality to what was already quality sites. Um, so from our point of view, we didn't have that. It was literally trying to get, try and grab people off the streets or people that maybe never really worked at a different site and it was a second chance for them. So um, I think this year for us, stepping into that, we knew we had to kind of re, uh, rebuild the, the first team that we had at St Peter's, um, but we knew that the challenge in terms of extending the league, bringing in some kind of additional clubs, who I think have been a great addition for the fourth yeah. division and, and very good advert for the West of Scotland. Um, and then when you bring in a, a team like Thrive, um, I think Thrive have said themselves they've got ambitions to go and play at a higher level without being disrespectful to any of the teams in the, the fourth division or whatever. Um, so I think it's added some real quality sides um, into that fourth division. It's made it much more competitive and I, and I would say a much harder league to get out of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, lots lots of good players in there, uh, lots of good teams in there. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's been a very, very, um, very difficult league this year. Um, lots, lots of tough games. I think you see that in terms of results. Um, any of the on their game capable of taking points off each other. Um, and even when you look at some of the cup runs that some of the sides have put together, the, the fourth division sides have went some some good <coughs> results against some some good, um, well-known and well-established sides this year. So, yeah. uh, which I think is a credit to them and, and the fourth division. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into obviously touching about in St Peter's later on. Obviously, when we yeah. talk about your game on Saturday, but we'll start with the. I've kind of full card. A few games get called off, obviously due to the <clears throat> world pitches. But we did have a busy weekend. We'll start. Uh, we'll start in the Premier Division. It was a bit of a, a weird weekend at the top. Obviously, none of the top three at the time won. The the big winners of the weekend, I would say, were Pollock a three 0 home win over Kowanin. Goals for Stuart McCann, Duff, and Doherty. Again, obviously, Cowan in their first game under new management with Chris Aitken and Angel Ankin in. But that's a massive one for Pollock. And again, put some thumb on the table. Results kind of went their way. And Stuart will be kind of similar. He'll be wanting to obviously break down the top two at the moment. Kind of, Auchinleck will be kind of creeping in behind them. But it's a massive three points, especially against the Cowan inside, who, who that kind of new manager bounce kind of thing. And yeah. Probably going through their head. No, I think it's a great result. Um, and uh, as I say, uh, kind of looking into some of the stuff that happened over the weekend, it was it was nil nil at half time, so quite yeah. tight at uh, half time. And then Paul, I think, were reduced to ten men. Yeah, Boy uh, Burns was was yeah. sent off. So, so when you think at that point, uh, Stuart and, and the guys maybe said, "Do you know what? It's a point, not a bad result." But fair play to them and the and the team. Um, they made a couple of changes, scored three kind of late on the last kind of twenty minutes, um, and and that's a, a really really good three points, as you say, against the co-winning side that obviously brought in a new management side, which will normally get that uh, that new manager bounce. Um, but no, I think that's a, a great result for Paul the weekend, and it keeps them in the mix uh, at the top end of the table. Uh, obviously. Um, they've got a bit of work to do in terms of um, behind the likes of Bede and, and Darvo and Talbot still get games in hand but uh, no uh, I think Stuart's obviously trying to kind of get his own start in it since he's come in um, yeah. so and I think it'll take him time um, but no they, they'll be pleased with that as I say good result for the guys at the weekend and what about Cole winning obviously looking at, looking at them just looking at their, their place in the table they're sitting they're now bottom they're now joint bottom and goal, oh, it's goal difference kind of keeping yeah. the goal scored actually it's keeping them off the bottom of the table we spoke a lot about Cowan and are they in a false position? I was very vocal that I thought getting I thought they got rid of David Gormley way too early. But Chris Aitken's obviously a manager, he's done really well at East Kilbride, Ian Durant, we know the history yeah. he has as a player, but he's also had a good coaching career. What will they be looking for in the first few weeks? Will they be looking just to put their own stamp on it and just because when you're sitting in that position when you've got the talent they've got, they will be wanting just to get out of that position quickly because they shouldn't be down where they are. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that's something that Chris, uh, Chris and his team will, will probably look to try and just get an extra 10-20% out of the boys that are already there. Um, as I say, I do think, uh, I don't know um, Gorms personally, but uh, I'd heard a lot of positive things and I, I agree with yourself, Scott. I think maybe kind of, he's been unfortunate to kind of go um, too soon. I think if he'd been given time, he might have turned that around. But certainly from Chris getting there, I think they've got a very, very good group of players. Um, I do think they're in a false position um, and it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if they, uh, they put a run of results together. I wouldn't fancy um, playing Cowan over the next couple of weeks, um, even if I was a team in form, because I do think they'll, they'll turn that around quite quickly. Um, and as I say, between now and the end of the season, I'm sure, sure Chris's kind of ambition is to kind of consolidate, getting them pushed up the, the league, get safety, 
and then they look to try and build build next season. But um, no, the 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 two good aside, the, the first uh, sorry, the Premier League's littered with good sides. Um, but for me, Cowan is one of the top end sides, uh, and I'm sure they'll bounce back between now and the end of the season. And they've got games in hand, and some of the sides run about them as yeah, well. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll be okay. Uh, I think they'll they'll kick on between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I think so as well. I think we'll move on to the uh, league leaders. Bees were held at home uh, away to Cumnock. One-one draw. It ends obviously Bees winning run, but I th- a lot of reports saying that the Cumnock were kind of Bees were were trying trying to get a goal to kind of win the game. And Jamie Bartley had a great game for Cumnock and Nets. Yeah. Again, Bees. It's it's one of those games like Bees obviously on a terrific run, but this league kind of the, a lot of these sides are very very evenly matched, and when they come up against each other again. It, it's not a result that surprises you. No, and again, um, I think Beath, um, I think the, the boy Scott Ruff that they brought in from from Muirkirk, um, I think yeah. he he was sent off um, at the weekend. So again, Beath played a long kind of part of that game with ten men, yeah. um, which at that level it's, it's hard enough eleven against eleven. Um, so um, yes, it's ended the kind of one and run, um, but I think playing come up with ten men. I think they'd be quite happy to take yeah. the point. And, and by all accounts, as you say, the goalie had um, had, a, had an excellent game. So um, I, I don't think that's a bad result for Beath, um, in, in all fairness, um, yeah. considering everything. Yeah, and kind of results have went their way as well. Darvel were held a 2-2 draw home at Glenafton. Again, Glenafton, I just think that's it's a massive result for them as well. Obviously, they're riding high after, after getting through to the, the semi-final with the Cup. They'll obviously play Cormac at Auchinleck, which is, again... For some occasion on a Friday night, that's going to be a Friday night worth viewing there. Yeah. Come to play Auckland, eh, come to play Glen Lake. But again, Darvel obviously they were coming out of their, their difficult result against Falkirk. It was again Glenafton deserve a lot of credit for taking the take the game to Darvel because I think they went I think they went behind twice. I was going to say that I think great character from Glenafton because yeah. they, they were behind twice and pegged it back. Um, as I say, the Darvel um, we've seen over the last couple of weeks um, for for anybody that didn't know. Uh, the quality that Darvel have got um, across the, the squad. Um, they've built up a very, very good squad of players. They've been on a bit of a high. They've got momentum there. Still obviously looking to try and push on for uh, trying to, to kind of retain the league. Um, so I think that's a very, very good result for Glen Afton. Um, as I say, they'll, they'll be pleased um, to show a bit of character, um, not just to come back once, but to come back twice. Um, that's, that says a lot about that group of players. Um, and, and they've been in a decent run of form Glen Afton. I know they're sitting kind of mid-table. Um, but again, it, it is so tight. One, one or two wins in that in that league um, can spiral you up three, four different places. So, um, so no, good result for Glen Afton. Uh, Darvel will be disappointed um, that they've maybe lost a wee bit of ground. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, good good result for for the Glens. Absolutely. Well, uh, Auchin Lake went to Rob Roy, drew nothing each. Again, their one and run came to an end. A makeshift goalkeeper as well. I don't know if you saw that. Sandy Leishman was obviously no. replaced, and Mark Shankland was the the alternate <laughs> goalkeeper for quite a long period of the game. Again, a full credit to Shankers for keeping a clean sheet. I was going to say Shankers has just uh, been in between the sticks, but it's normally trying to mm-hmm. score the goals rather than keep them out. Um, so no, I, I never knew that. Uh, so uh, I've just again... seen the photo with the goalkeeper shot on. <laughs> Um, no, that, that again, uh, knowing that then, because uh, I thought Talbot would be disappointed, um, kind of dropping points um, to Rob Roy, but um, maybe then in hindsight, that's that's another another good point for them to look back in. As you said, none of the top three have kind of, or none of the top sides have really yeah. kind of lost ground in each other. Um, yeah. Results have all been fairly favourable. They've all kind of picked up a point. Um, so. Um, but yeah, um, Rob Roy's not. It's obviously um, playing Rob Roy away. It's not an easy place to go. Yeah, um, the Grass Park up there's uh, we we played played in that park earlier on in the season, um, and it's a, it's kind of heavy grass park. So um, again, n- not a bad point to, to kind of take away. Um, I'm sure they'll, they'll look to bounce back this weekend uh, or the next league game. But um, but yeah, good point in hindsight, especially for, for missing their goalie. Absolutely, yeah. We'll move into Hurlford nil, Irvine Medal one. Probably the big, big kind of story of the weekend. I would say was probably the the departure of George Grierson for Irvine Medal. That kind of came out on Saturday morning, and I don't know enough about it to kind of go into what the absent wise. But I know yeah. that obviously that it was it's a it's a surprise anyway. I don't think a lot of people expected it. But again, Irvine Medal, it's it's difficult. Again, when you lose your manager in the morning, it's difficult to get up for a game and. 
how different things might be, but they go to Hurlford, which is never an easy place to go. And I, it's a penalty from Callum Graham, but it's a massive one now victory for Irvine Meadow. And I, I, after a day, it could have been so much different. Yeah, I, th- I think fair play to the um, kind of coaching staff and the, the group of players uh, kind of keep focused. Um, going to Hurlford, getting up, getting the three points. Um, as I say, George, George has been in there. What I think it was five months, something yeah, like that. He, he, been in, uh, he, he kind of turned their fortunes around a wee bit. They were in decent form. I think they're sitting six uh, in that league now. Um, yeah. So. Um, so no, that, that, that's a good result for uh, for Avermaid or clean sheet. Um, um, and as I say, they'll obviously look to try and um, kind of move forward as a as a group. But I think I read uh, again, not on too much about it. I just read some social media that I think there was an assistant uh, that's worked with George for for quite a while. Um, so I don't think it was something he was looking to do in terms of stepping up, uh, yeah. whether it's short term. But um, he's obviously come in there at kind of short notice. Um, obviously kind of galvanised the squad, got them together um, and, and they've obviously went out and, and done the business on, on Saturday and to say, um, they'll look to obviously try and build on that moving forward but uh, certainly consolidates a lot of the kind of good work that, that George has done uh, over over the kind of last whatever it is, four or five months of this season since he's come in. Yeah, definitely, I couldn't agree more. Clyde Bank came from behind to beat Wags 2-1 away from home, Nicky Little with a double, one for the spot and a late winner. Again, Clyde Bank, they're just going about their business quietly. Five wins from six. They're in a, they're just going up the table. They're sitting in fifth. They're, they're in a really good position, actually. Yeah, they're nicely kind of tucked in. Um, they've, they've kind of been going about their, their business, as you say, um, just kind of keeping under the radar. Um, Clyde Bank are an excellent side. I watched them um, earlier on in the season, um, and I thought some of the football they played was excellent. Um, I thought Moff's got them kind of playing some really, really good stuff. Um, they look dangerous midway front. Um, they, they score goals. Um, so... Um, yeah, they, they'll be fairly happy with where they are at the moment. Uh, and as I say, I think if, if people are continuing to talk about the likes of Fierbees, Darvos, Talbots, Pollock, if, if they're kind of under the radar at the moment, I think they, they, they'd take that. Um, and and say they, they'll be confident of putting a run of games together um, between now and the end of the season and seeing where they end up. But uh, they, they've, they've done well this year. Uh, yeah. Again, you look at the, the teams that are in there, it's kind of difficult to see who the kind of top three or four sides are. But um, when I watched, I watched Clyde Bank pre season uh, and I watched them earlier on the season, and I fancied them to be up in kind of top three, top four this season. So for me, it's, it's no real surprise. Um, but yeah, they will kind of just kind of keep, keep plugging away, keep putting points on the board. Uh, and for Largs, they'll be disappointed um, that they, kind of, they lost that. Um, but again, um, they've They've been putting some reasonable results together, Larks. Um, and again, I think they've got some quality in that squad. They've probably got a, a smaller squad at the moment, Larks. Yeah. Uh, a smaller group of players than maybe they'd, they'd want. But um, again, what they have got there, they've got some quality players in there. Uh, and I'm sure Larks will, will be fine and they'll look to bounce back um, and, and kind of just consolidate their position in that league as well. Yeah, final result we'll touch on was Peter Sal came uh, what came from one 0 down, two really late winners. I think yeah. two goals in stoppage time, a two-one win over Arthurley. Again, Peter Sill, they're, they're, get, they're finding their feet. They're getting wins in the board. They were struggling at the start of the season. And they've got uh, Jay Mackay. has been a big big player for them as well. He's scored quite a few times since he's come in. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's three wins in the last six. Um, yeah. kind of, again, um, I know they're still in that kind of bottom, bottom kind of three, I think, as they are. Um, but they're a decent bit of form. Uh, I think they've added, am I right saying they've added Darren Miller in as well? Yeah. Um, so, Darren, um, Darren, Darren signed a few contracts this season by the sounds of it. Yeah, I've I seen him taking a bit of stick in uh, social media. Um, so, um, but I, I think that's a very, very good signing. Yeah. Uh, they can get Darren fired, um, give them a bit of firepower. Uh, also a bit of experience. He's kind of been there, uh, played at a very good level. Um, so, that, that could be a very shrewd signing for for Peter Hill. I suppose the only thing for me regarding uh, Pizzi is, is, is it too little too late for them? Because um, I think they've played more games than a lot of teams run about them down at yeah, that they have, yeah. Um, yeah. But do you know what? They'll, be, they'll just be looking to try and put a bit on a results together and, and see where that can take them and, and hope the results elsewhere go their way. But um, no, very, very good result. Arthur, they've been a wee bit up and down recently. Yeah. Um, so a very good result. I think they were a very good comeback against Darvel a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then they've had a couple of, kind of poorer results from mm. their, their own admission. But I think that's maybe three defeats in the bounce. Yeah, the last game they won was that game against Darvel. Yeah. So, um, but again, uh, like a lot of the leagues, very, very competitive. Um, I think one or two results can make a wee bit of a difference. But yeah, Arthur will look to try and 
um, stop that slump quite quickly. And as I say, PSG will look to try and build and hopefully put a run of games together. Yeah, absolutely. Canvas uh, Lang against Troon was abandoned due to an injury to Kyle Maxwell, so we're sending our best out to Kyle and his recovery. We'll move on to the first division. The story is probably... Ben Barber 2 now up at home at St. Caddox. Gary Muir with a double and Ryan Thompson a late winner and St. Caddox came back and won the match 3-2. And it just means now there's three teams at the top of the table. St. Caddox managed to get level with Drum Chapel and Coburnley who dropped points during the, week, eh, during the weekend as well. We'll touch on that in a second. But that's some recovery for St. Caddox being 2-0 down at Ben Barber. Yeah, I've was, I was speaking to a couple of um, people who took that game in. Um, and as I say, Ben Barber, I think they're 2-0 up maybe after about an hour maybe. Um yeah. And by all accounts, fairly comfortable. Um, but um, credit to St. Caddox and, and kind of John, he's, he's kind of made a couple of changes. Um, they got obviously back into the game, and then obviously Gary added a, a second, which I think was a, a kind of literally 90th minute equaliser. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe again, um, if you were speaking to John, he maybe have taken that and two nothing down. But fair play to them, they go and get a winner. Uh, I've seen the, the celebrations on social media, and uh, they, were, they were absolutely buzzing. Um, to get that win, uh, and that, that's an important win for um, for St. Caddox. I say, I think they, they lost the week before, so they'll be happy to kind of get a quick response with the players. As you say, it keeps them right in amongst it. It's very, very tight at the top of that table. Um, I think the top is it top four are separated by three points. Um, yeah. The top three are all uh, thirty-three. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, very competitive league. Um, some some really really good sides in there. I, I, I've not seen St. Cardinals this year. I've seen uh, seen Ben Burp, uh, and and they'll be disappointed with that, especially um, letting a letting a lead slip. Um, but again, I'm sure they'll bounce back. Uh, they've got a good group of players. Uh, Paul's got them playing some some decent stuff. Um, so um, yeah, uh, but no, St. Cardinals will be, be happy to pick up three points there and move on. Yeah, uh, they obviously they, they benefited by Coburnley's run now now the home to Shots. Obviously, again, just had probably by all reports an even game. I think Shots were, were really good at the back, just solid. Coburnley couldn't really get anything going. Nielsen, though, big result for them. A 1 0 home victory over Drum Chapel. Drum Chapel are still top goal difference, but what a win for Nielsen. Again, that's three wins in a row for Nielsen. For me, that's the result of the day. Yeah. Um, I think um, since, um, since Kevin and uh, and only have, have went in to, to Nielsen. I think the first game that they, they took, if I'm right, I think they, they kind of watched it from the side. Um, and Andy Whiteford and, and the guys that were already there in the interim, Charles, they kind of took it on. Um, but since since Kevin's Kevin's went in there, um, what what a turnaround the results um, they've had. And it's not, again, without being disrespectful, some of the say it's not some of the teams down at the lower end that they're picking their points up against. Uh, I think they beat Gart Cairn, I think, maybe last week. Um, and then, as I say, that, that result against the drum at the weekend, um, for me, absolutely excellent. As I say, they've done a very, very good job. Uh, I, I was in for a short time with them at Muirkirk, um, and the guy's done a brilliant job done it at Muirkirk. Um, so it's not really a surprise. I spoke to Kevin a couple of weeks ago, um, and he was kind of just outlining what his plans were. And, um, as I said to him then, it wouldn't surprise me if it turns out and about. Um, they, they'll be disappointed. Um, as I say, they've pushed themselves up to six. They'll probably be disappointed that um, they might just run out of games. Um, because as I say, I think if they'd been in there a wee bit longer, they, they might have been able to push them up um, back into that kind of top top three or four, pushing for that promotion. But as I say, I thought Chrissy Cameron and, and Big Carson had done an excellent job at Nielsen. Um, they'd built a really, really good group of players. Um, and I think it was just unfortunate. Sometimes... You just need something new, something fresh, just that fresh voice to get a reaction. And I think that's literally what it is. Um, and as I say, Kevin and, and Oni have went in there. They've done a very, very good job. Um, and, and I think, again, they'll put a run of results. They'll get a hard side to beat between now and the end of the season. Uh, and they'll look to obviously consolidate and build again in the summer and bring in one or two of their own players. So, but no, very, very good result for them uh, at the weekend. Yeah, big result for Bonnet and as well a 2-1 home one over Cumbernauld I think Bonnet are, are going under the radar I think Ross Wilton's done a brilliant job since he's went in there obviously not a lot like in terms of in terms of quality the, when he went in they were really really kind of out of their depth last season in the Premier Division but to first division we thought the same would, would they find this league too hard they're sitting in 10th place and they're, they're yeah. winning games they're, they're in a really good place yeah, they're a, they're a side that I don't know much about and I, and I haven't seen them. Um, and as, 
as you say, um, they are kind of under the radar. Um, they're, they're not one of the sites that are uh, certainly in, in the kind of circle of people I've kind of spoke to. They're not one of the names I've been mentioned, but um, I think, as you say, we've also done a, a very, very good job um, kind of getting them, um, just kind of putting some results on the board um, and if they go about their business quietly, um, look to kind of secure their place again. And I think that's probably their aim this year is to secure their place in the division um, and then look to try and add a bit of kind of quality uh, in the summer and try and kind of kick on again. But um, no, very, very good result. We actually played Cumberland um, in the cup earlier on the season. Um, and I was really impressed with Cumberland. I know their kind of league place doesn't really show at the moment. Um, they're down, I think, that bottom three. But um, yeah, I, I thought I thought they played some good stuff. Uh, and I thought midway front, they, were, they had some good players. Um, and it's a bit of a surprise for me where, where they are sitting. So, uh, as I say, I, I would have expected them to, kind of, to kick on and move up the division. But um, they'll be disappointed not to pick anything up. But very, very good result for, for Ross and the, and the boys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blantyre went to St Rocks in 1-3-1. A double for Jarvie and a goal from Nad Zeb. Obviously, the headline of this coming out was uh, the sacking of David Gregg for St Rocks. Again, I'm very, very surprised at that. I know there seems to be problems in the background that we won't get too much into. But again, David, you look at the start of the season, the, do- the job David did was was brilliant. They've, they've been in a little bit of a difficult run. But again, I just think David, I think losing somebody like David is going to be hard because David had done really well since he went in there. I think, um, again, I don't know David personally. Um, I've heard a lot of great stuff um, and anybody that's, that's had the, the opportunity to work with David or work for David, um, they ha- they hold him in such high regard. Um, so he's very, very well respected. Uh, he's a name that's kind of uh, spoken about very, very well. Um, and I'm surprised um, that um, St Rocks have kind of parted company with him because... I know they're on a, a poor run, um, and David probably the first one to admit that it's, it's not the results they've, they've looked to, to to pick up, and they'll be disappointed. I think it's five uh, defeats and six. Yeah. Um, but if there's somebody there that would turn that around, he'd be the man you fancy. As I say, yeah. I don't know if they've lost a couple of boys, I don't know if they've had injury suspensions or whatever else, but he is certainly um, the guy you fancy in the trenches, basically to get them out of that. So uh, massive decision for St. Rocks. Um, as I say, I hope. Hope David bounces back and he's back in the game soon. Um, but massive decision for St. Rocks. They need to make sure they get their next appointment spot on because um, I, I think that's going to be a, a hard one to turn around if they don't get the right people involved. Yeah, big one for Blantyre, although the, the one they badly needed. I don't think they've won in the last seven games. That's a big three points again in Jarvie by double. He's been big for them this season. Yeah, good result um, for Blantyre. As I say, I actually went to try and watch one of their games earlier on in the season uh, and, and the game was off. So again, it's not a side I've seen this season. Um, but it kind of tucks them in there. I think they're kind of mid-table. Um, and again, they've got some games in hand um, on around... In fact, they've got games in hand in terms of the team that's just below them. Um, yeah. And as I say, they've got a couple of games in hand over Nielsen, who they'd, they'd obviously look to try and catch as well. So um, tight division, as I said, um, similar to the Prem, that if you put um, kind of back-to-back results together, um, you, you can move up a couple of places. So, so they'll look to try and move on. Um, but they're sitting comfortable at the moment, um, mid-table. Uh, as I say, I'd expect them to push on and, and be challenging the likes of your Boroughs, your Ben Burbs and your Nielsens for the position just above them. Yeah, final result, a big one for Flatlets. Their second uh, one in a row, a 2-1 home one over Rutherglen Glen Cairn. Again, Flatlets, yeah. they just want to go off bottom spot and they're certainly the last two games have shown that they can. Big results. That's- Great result. Um, so I think that's two, as you said, two wins, two wins on the bounce. Um, sorry. Um, so, and and it's back to back defeats for for Rutherglen. Um, I watched Whitlitz in the cup final a couple of weeks back against yeah. uh, Renfrew. Um, and to be honest, I thought in that game Renfrew could have started well first fifteen. But see after that, I thought Whitlitz played some really good stuff. Uh, I thought they looked very lively middle to front. I thought they looked dangerous in the final third. Uh, and it's a bit of a surprise to see them obviously at the foot of the table. I know they'll be games in hand, um, and and they'll hope that they can put two or three results together to get them out of there. Um, but um, yeah, m- massive result. I believe they were actually one nothing down as well very early on. Um, so again, great character for them to kind of turn that around, especially a team at the bottom of the league to lose a goal so early on in the game. You can see certain teams if the, if the mentality is not right and they kind of they're kind of. They've kind of chucked it, if you like. Um, they kind of threw, threw that away, but not great character for them to kind of dig in uh, against a very, very good side uh, and not just to kind of 
take the point, but to get all three, they, they'll be delighted with that. Um, and as I said, they'll, they'll look to kick on. But they're aside as well for me that I'm a false position based on, on what I've seen them. Uh, I would expect to see them move up that table. Uh, and I think the teams are slightly above them. They'll kind of be worried about looking over their shoulder because uh, I think what looks will come out of that bottom three um, and, and hopefully uh, make themselves safe for, for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move into the second division. First played second, going into the weekend. And Renfrew came from behind twice to pick up a massive 3-2 win away to Ashfield. Diver Morton on her own goal. But again, just a, a really tight victory. Really good game by all accounts. Renfrew will be absolutely thrilled with that result. And Ashfield will be gutted. Yeah, I think um, Renfrew went through a bit of a blip. Um, probably by their own admission um, over the last few weeks. Um, obviously they, they, they get a cup and amongst that but league form probably wasn't great I think a lot of people have kind of built them up and said that they, they were running away with that league but I think anybody knows all teams throughout the season are going to have some sort of blip um, and by the looks of it Renfrew are kind of maybe now kind of coming through that as back-to-back wins um, Jimmy I know I know Jimmy well um, and Jimmy Quigley he's, he's a very he's a great guy but he's He's read through, through and through, and, and he was working hard to try and turn uh, turn that form round about and make sure they get back to kind of winning ways. So see, I played against them for a couple of times. Um, they've got some good players, um, good good group of players, um, kind of fairly solid at the back, um, and again middle of front. They've got some some good players going forward, uh, and that front kind of group of players that they've got, um, they could they could score goals at any any level. Um, so um, delighted for for obviously Jimmy. Uh, as I say, they'll be hoping to kind of kick on now um, and cement that kind of promotion place. They'll, they'll want to just try and put a bit of space between them and the teams below them. As I say, there's still a few teams kind of trying to get into that top three and they'll still be pushing for promotion. Uh, but no, delighted for Jimmy. Say Ashfield, uh, they've been a very, very good run of form. So they'll be, they'll be disappointed to um, throw... That kind of lead away twice, and then ultimately come out that game with nothing. That'll be, that'll be a sore one for them. But they they've got a good good squad. Uh, they've got a good management team that have come in. They've got a good um, run of form. Um, I think them and Renfrew will be looking to try and get promoted this year. And for me, it's it's one place. It's up for grabs um, between those those other sides. Uh, but no, they'll be disappointed. But I'm sure they'll bounce back. Yeah, just some of the other teams that won as well. We'll start with Glasgow Persia. They they just they keep going there and a, a magnificent run actually. Yeah. Five games unbeaten. Three two home one over Coast Rangers. Musa with a double and rewards are with the other goal for them. We speak about Bally Adams' job, the job he's done there. It is remarkable when you look at the, the resources he's got because to get to the second in that league when there's so many talented teams is remarkable. Yeah, they're put they're, put, they're punching above their weight, uh, in terms of uh, what the, the expectations from everybody out with um, but um, they, they'll be quietly confident they're, they're kind of about their business um, they've they're, they're put a very very good squad of players together uh, they're in a great run of form as you say I think that's four wins and a draw in the last six um, yeah. so um, they again they'll just look to keep putting points on the board and, and see where they end up so um, whether whether they're targeted that top three at the start of the season I, I'm not so sure um, but I think now that they find themselves there, they'll, they'll certainly look to try and consolidate that and they'll look to try and finish uh, in that top three. Um, but lots of, lots of good teams run about them. But no, um, they, they're, they're flying at the moment. Um, as I say, it's probably one of the, the shock um, teams in that, that division at the moment. Yeah, well, uh, Craig Mark as well. Liam Cardiff scored four goals in a 5-2 home run over fourth. St Anthony's 2-0 away St Glasgow United. And we'll touch on obviously the the big the, the nine goal thriller between Muirkirk and Maybowl, which ended up five four to Maybowl. Three big results there for big teams. Obviously, Craig Martin in fourth, uh, St Anthony's now in fifth, and Maybowl in sixth. That's three big wins for them, and a lot of goals in there. Yeah, uh, lots of goals. Uh, fans will certainly not be disappointed at these games. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's the thing. The, the table's tight. Um, teams know that they need to put points to the board each week. Um, I think if they if they don't, uh, then teams will start to kind of make a bit of ground on them, or teams will start getting out and pulling away from them. But uh, no, some some really really good results there. Um, and uh, yeah. Kind of Craig Mark, that's them, what, unbeaten in six. Um, yeah. So, again, going about their business, um, they're kind of just on the outside of that promotion. Um, so, they'll look to kind of push on and, and try and force their way into that top three as well. Yeah. Uh, other games, uh, Andrew Skinner scored a second half hat trick. Mary Hill won 4 1 at home to Ardea. Uh, Wishaw won 3 2 away to Yoker, a hat trick from Harry Kent. And Glasgow Uni won 3 1 away to Greenock and Baxter, Adams and Smith. 
Any takeaways for their results? I think Mary Hill, uh, we trained beside Mary Hill um, at the start of the season. Uh, and I think Mark's um, got a good group of players, like a young squad as well that Mark's put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the general feeling was they weren't getting the results that their performances deserved. But um, again, they, they've done well. I think that's four wins and six um, for them. It kind of pushes them out with that um, bottom, kind of bottom three positions. Um, so And again, they've got a couple of games in hand over the teams just above them. It wouldn't surprise me for, for Martin's squad to kind of kick on, push on. Um, and I think they'll be looking to try and target that kind of mid-table pr- uh, position um, and, again, consolidate and build that for next year. The, the other one for me that's a bit of a surprise is Greenock. Um, I watched Greenock. We played against Greenock in, in pre-season and I also watched them a couple of weeks ago against Renfrew. And I thought they were excellent against Renfrew first half. Um, and... Um, they, they've got a young squad. Uh, Nixon's kind of put a young squad of players together. They've got some, some talented players, um, but they're maybe just not getting the rubber, the rubber the green at the moment. They just need something to go their way, uh, and they'll look to try and kind of get that um, that run of form uh, turned around. But um, yeah, they, they'll be looking. To, they'll, they're desperate for a win. I think that's two draws and, and four defeats in the last six for for Greenock. But um, they, they're a good side. I think they're another team that are maybe in a false position. But unfortunately. Uh, the teams run about them have got a lot of games in hand so, so Greenock will be kind of nervous about that dropping into that bottom three at the moment um, yeah. But, but yeah Absolutely we'll move into the third division Lark Hall ended Lanark United's unbeaten run a 2-1 win for Lark Hall at home again Lark Hall you look at Lanark's run and it's it's came to an end but they're obviously still top of the table with two points but Lark Hall it's ending that run they'll just be able to kick on for that now yeah, again, we, we played um, Simon's um, side before. Uh, he's built a very good side up at Lanark. Um, very, very difficult place um, to obviously go. I know they were on the on their travels to Lark Hall at the weekend, but they were in a great run of form, confidence kind of brimming uh, in that squad. Um, so for me, a very, very good result for Lark Hall. Um, and again, it's one that kind of really boosts their, their promotion chances as well. Um, I think it kind of puts them... Um, what four or five points out outside the um, the promotion places, yeah. but they've got games in hand. Um, and again, um, Lark Hall, they I think they've got four four wins and a draw in the last six. They're in decent form, um, but that, that that's a big performance and a big result uh, against the, kind of one of the top boys in that division. So they'll be pleased with that. Um, and as I say, very very good, very very good three points for for Lark Hall. Yeah. Kello won 2 0 at home to Port Glasgow. Goals from Kerr and Struthers. Uh, Vela Leaven 4 1 at home to Kaluk. Connolly with a double, Thackeray and Daniel with the goals there. Bells Hill going to Irvin Vicks is a massive result as well. Irvin Vicks obviously been a really good run as well. They've only lost two out of the last six games. Kagan Elliott scoring there and Finart 2, Luger 2. What was your takeaways from the subdivision? I think um, so. We played against uh, a few of these sides. Um, uh, great result for Vela Leaven. Uh, it was about a six pointer against Kirkluck, so, so they'll be pleased um, to kind of get the, the points in that one. Um, and obviously, with the sounds of it, they've, they've scored a few goals, so it sounds like it's fairly comfortable. Um, the the, the kind of, again, probably the result of the day for me in that division is Bells Hill. Um, uh, we played against Irvine and Bells Hill in pre season. Irvine have obviously changed their squad quite a bit, and they were in a very, very good run of form. Um, they've, they've been, they've got ambitions of trying to get promoted this year. Um, but Bells Hill for me, they, they're a, they're a very, very good, good side. Um, they're kind of, uh, I think that's four wins and, and a draw in the last six. Um, they've got a very, very good setup. They've got a good management team in there. Uh, I know one or two of the boys who are um, in previous roles. Um, they, they're working hard in the background. They're doing a lot of good stuff on and off the park. Um, so um, very very good result for Bells Hill um, and again they'll, they'll hope to try and kind of kick on move their way up that division they've got some young players in there so I think if they can um, keep some of those boys that they've got uh, maybe add a bit more experience um, they'll look to kick on next year um, but no really really good result um, in down to Irvine's not an easy place uh, on the grass um, so uh, they'll, they'll be pleased uh, to kind of come away from Irvine with the three points yeah, absolutely. We'll go to the fourth division as well. We'll start, obviously, with St Peter's, a 2-1 home win over Eglinton. Four wins in a row. But all reports, it wasn't easy. It wasn't. Um, we, we, I think we made it hard for ourselves. Uh, I thought the first half hour, we, we played some really, really good stuff on Saturday. Um, a lot of, kind of good football, a lot of, kind of good one-touch football. Um, created a lot of chances. Um, and we, obviously, 
rude, a lot of missed chances in the final third. Um, I think if we had went two, three, maybe even four up, um, I think it'd be difficult to argue with that in terms of how we started the game. But um, credit to Eglinton. Uh, I thought the kind of last 10 minutes of the first half, they kind of came into the game. Uh, and I thought in the second half, they, they obviously changed it up a wee bit. They kind of tweaked their shape. Uh, they get closer to us, they shut us down, they kind of press the space. Um, but not only that, they, they get the ball down and they played. Um, and I actually thought they, they played some really good stuff second half. Um, they, they, they'll they be disappointed, um, as I say, to come away with nothing. Um, I think from our point of view, Eglinton obviously equalised. Um, and then we obviously knew that we had to try and get the three points. We went down to 10 men um, kind of late on in that game. And um, thankfully, uh, we got a, a winner um, through uh, Kieran Davis, while we brought in loan from, from Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Um, so great header, great delivery from a corner, great header at the back post. Um, and as I say, we, we managed to see that one out. But I think it does go to show, I know a number of people spoke about the kind of quality in the fourth division. If you're not at it, teams will take points off each other. And for me, um, Eglinton showed that on Saturday by us not kind of killing the game when we, we kind of dominated it. First half hour, they came back into it. And as I say, they had a couple of half chances. They, they kind of played some good stuff in the middle of the park. Um, and yeah, they, they'll be one to watch. Um, as I say, I'll be interested to see how the results go between now and the end of the season. We've still got to get down there and play them, I think, the last game. So uh, that, that's a, a very, very tough place to go. Um, but no, I, I was impressed with Eglinton. I thought they'd done well. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, first promoted t- side of the, the season is Colsight Athletic. They obviously clinched promotion by phone that one away to Harmony Row. Again, it's just obviously this season, they've only three games left until the season's finished, which I think will end in the end of March or something like that. But again, it's just some achievement for Bailey, especially being a young coach as well. Just a marvellous, marvellous side. Yeah, first off, from us, congratulations to, to Bailey, the coaching team, and obviously the players. It's an incredible achievement, 19 games, 18 wins and one draw. Um, there's, as I say, some good sides in there. They, they drew uh, the draw actually only happened a couple of weeks ago uh, against Thorn. Um, so um, they've been in an incredible run of form, um, and they thoroughly deserved um, to to go up. Um, and I'm sure they'll look to obviously add more and, and make themselves a force in that that third division next year. But um, they, they've got some good players, um, some really really good players. Bailey's. Um, for somebody that's uh, obviously recognised a very, very young coach, he's been in games where they've been under pressure or they're up against it. He's tweaked things, he's changed things about. Uh, he's not scared to make some tough decisions. Um, and he's obviously got a very, very good relationship with that squad of players because yeah. he seems to be very well respected. And, and as I say, he's changed games with some of the decisions he's made. Um, we've played them twice already this year. Uh, and I thought we were unlucky not to take anything down at Renfrew when we played them. But... Uh, they, they kind of beat us 3-1 at Kosaith, um and, and they, they, they deserved their win they were, they were very very good um, going forward uh, and a lot of quality all over the parts so, and no, I'm pleased for them they, they've worked hard at it they're, they're doing a lot of stuff in the background uh, down there in terms of their facility and everything else so mm-hmm. um, I'm pleased for them and as I say uh, massive congratulations from, from us uh, to them Yeah absolutely uh, West Park 1-2-1 at home to Thorn Athletic again West Park they just keep this one and run going we spoke to obviously Ian last week and they're, yeah. they're three games behind Coalsyth with <clears throat> 10 points behind and again it's looking like it's going to be between those two for the title and I think they play each other as it matters if it's not next week it's the week after. Yeah, I think they, they face off in a couple of weeks um, against each other uh, which will be a, a, a cracking game. It's, it's probably disappointing if that's not a Friday night game to be honest because yeah. I think they can get some crowd. Um, but um, for me, um, I, I think that's a great result for West Park. Um, I think, for me, they're the most difficult side we've played this right. season. Um, I think they were, they just never, they never let you get a minute. Um, they're, they're at you. They're, they've got a good balance between kind of battling hard, they work hard, they're, they're, they're aggressive in the tackle, but they can play. Um, and I think, I, I was interested to hear Ian last week and he said that for him, first and foremost, you need to go and win that battle and then when you win the battle, you go and play. Mm-hmm. And that sums sums up his side. Uh, as I say, they've got some very, very good players and they've added quality as the season's went on. I know a couple of the boys they've brought in uh, who have played at good levels. Um, so, I think that'll be an interesting game. Uh, I tipped West Park to win the league at the start of the season. Um, I think they, they are... 
Um, they're obviously still still in amongst it. I think it's going to be. I think it will come down to the game between them and, and Scythe. Um So, um, but yeah, they've got a very very good group of players. But for me, that's a great result um, at the weekend against against Barry Thornside, um, who I think uh, and themselves they, they've got a very very good side. They're, they're in a good runner. Not not so much form, but they're they're, they're playing some good stuff. They're getting mm-hmm. a, a good squad of players there. Barry's built a really really good side, uh, and I think they'll be a team to watch next season. But uh, in terms of West Park, they've got some tough games coming up. Um, they've obviously, uh, I think they've still got to play Kosaith. Obviously, they've got Thrive, and they also um, we've still got to play them as well. So um, they, they'll be confident they can go and get the, the business done. Um, but yeah, another team that have been shown remarkable consistency this season. I think the only defeat they've had was against Kosaith. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and I think they had a couple of boys red carded in that game as well. So so it'll be interesting to see how that head to head goes with the guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, final game, th- uh, three seven Glenville three a hat trick from Dean Brotherston as well. Three obviously are kind of close to close to yourselves in the league. They've got a game in hand, but there's only a point between yous. Again, three are just they're winning games. They've scored. They've got a lot of good goal scorers in their team as well. It's like a Kearney and Brotherston. They've got a lot of talent in their team. Yeah, they, they're a, they're a side for me. They're a, probably the best football side uh, in the in the league. Um, I think when they. When they're allowed to play, uh, they can knock the ball about. They've got a lot of good experience, a lot of good players. Um, they've been an excellent addition to the, the West of Scotland and our league. Um, and their obviously ambition is to, to progress through the leagues. But um, they're, they're a very, very good side. Um, it's It doesn't surprise me when I see that they scored seven uh, against the kind of Glenville side. Andy's doing a lot of work at Glenville to turn yeah. them around. But three were capable of doing that to anybody uh, on their game. So um, they're, they're clinical in that final third. Um, and yeah, they'll be pleased to to bounce back um, on the back of a poor result against Easterhouse. Uh, shows again great character for the players to kind of bounce back, uh, get three points on the board, score goals. Um, and they'll be looking to try and uh, obviously finish the season with a run of victories. Um, as you said, it's probably now between us and them for that third place. I think Thorn have probably got too much work to do to kind of get themselves back in there. But um, yeah, uh, but an interesting end to the season. Um, but no, three very, very good side. Uh, and they'll certainly have ambitions of kind of getting through the divisions. Yeah, well, for yourselves as well, obviously, we meant you were talking there about the, the promotion spot. There's five games left before the end of the season. Just run through them. Away to Harmony Rowan, Saturday, then you, Friday night game at home to Easter House, away to BSC, home to West Park, and then closing the season away to Eglinton. Yeah. The big five games, and surely that like I, I know you'll you'll say like promotions not in the not in your mind, but when you're when you're this close to the end of the season, it must be. Um, yeah, and again, I've I've always been pretty honest. Um, we we came into the uh, take this role at the start of the season. We've got a very very young group of players, so uh, we, we did whether it's realistic or whether it's kind of just over ambitious. We did say that we wanted to try and target promotion within two seasons. Um, and we've found ourselves this season we wanted to come in and try and consolidate, find our feet at this this kind of level. Uh, as I say, we we put ten of our, our under twenties, um, we promoted ten of the under twenties into the first team this year. And I think all of our current squad, twelve of them can still play under twenty football. So it's a very, very young group of players. So we wanted this year to just find our feet at the level, try and be competitive, um, try and avoid taking a bit of a sore, um, sore one anywhere. And try and play um, the way that we want to try and play and, and learn from, from the experience at this level that would hopefully help us next year. Um, the boys have, have overachieved, in fairness, um, so credit to them. They've, they've done very, very well. Uh, we've found ourselves um, in, in third place at the moment and probably in a shootout with, with three for that third place promotion. So we've got five cup finals uh, yeah. and realistically we want to try and put as many boards as we can, uh, sorry, as many points as we can on the board. Um we know that there's not going to be easy games. Everybody's trying to take points off each other. But for us, if we can try and finish strongly and we'll see where we end up. Yes, at this stage, we're, we're talking about trying to get promoted. We'd, we'd be silly to say otherwise. Um, but we do know that um, if ultimately three have won their games, then it's out with our control. But we also know three have got a couple of difficult games, as I say, against Thorn, Kosaith and West Park. So... Um, it's all to play for. I think they, they credit the, um, both teams for making that interest and getting into the, the, the tail end of the season. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll see where we end up, but we'd love to get promoted. Um, we, we would love to go and kind of try and uh, push on and, and kick on and get promoted into the third division. 
I think if we don't do it this year, it will be an even tougher division next year when the teams yeah. drop out of the third division. So, um, but at the end of the day, we, we want to go and kind of compete. Uh, we want to go and see what we can do. And as I say, we'll, we'll see what happens between now and the end of the season. Absolutely, yeah. But, uh, a couple of games to talk about in the midweek. Tuesday night, we're recording this on Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, so we'll not know the score between Drumchapel and Coburnley. What a first division game that is on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I'm going to go along to that one. I think that'll be a cracker. Um, so um, I think it'll be, be a good good game to watch. Um, I've not seen much of Coburnley. Obviously, follow a lot of stuff on the socials, um, and, and they've got a, a good side. They're in a good position. Um, some some really really good results this year. Um, and I've, I've seen uh, the drum we've played against them. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we we've seen some of the quality that they've got. Um, it can vary. Uh, kind of close levels um, and they've obviously added a couple of excellent signings since then so uh, the, dr- the drum are littered with the talent they, they're a team for me that they're kind of geared up to play in the Prem um, they've got a very very good squad of players so that should be an absolute cracker um, and I think for for the neutrals or anybody that's in the area um, that, that'd be one that they'd want to be taking in so um, I'm interested to see how that one goes but I think that'll be a tight game but I'd, I'd probably if I'm pushed I'd probably go for drum chapel just to nick that one Ah, that's going to be a really tight game as well. I think if you're if you're nearly there, go and go and watch that because it'll be better than what's on the telly. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, two games in the Premier Division: Darvel host Hurlford and Troon host Pollock. Two big games as well. Yeah, as I say, Darvel will be looking to kind of bounce back um, from um, kind of a couple of points dropped uh, against Glenafton, um, so they'll be looking to kind of bounce back. Um, with that one and they'll be delighted they've got a game so quickly uh, and, and what's the second game sorry Scott uh, Troon host Pollock so again Troon will be looking to try and get some points on the board um, Stuart will be obviously going down there trying to kind of um, kind of just build on the, the good result that they got against Co-Winning um, they'll be looking to try and go and get another three points but again Troon's not an easy place to go uh, I know they're not in the best of form um, in terms of where they are at the moment in the last kind of run of six games but they're not a bad side. Uh, it's not an easy place to go and get a result. So if you're going to Pollock, are going to go and get anything from that game. We're going to need to go and earn it um, and walk away with that. So that, I think two very very good games, two close games. Um, but yeah, um, I think Pollock might just nick that one in, in the end. Yeah, again, it's going to be another fascinating week. We will be back next week as well with a new episode covering the action from last weekend. And John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on, and best of luck for the rest of the season. No, thank you, Scott, and all the best between now and the end of the season. Very much, thank you. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channels, and as always, follow us on social media for consistent West of Scotland Football League coverage. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.